0: All right, hello and welcome to Inverticast. I am Leah from Tarantula and of course, we have Simon from the Mantis Garden. And today we have a special guest. We have Britton Kitten from the Creature Courage experience. Hello, hello. Brit. Hi, <laughs> so glad Hi, to honey. be here. Absolutely, it's so wonderful to have you. I'm, I'm r- very
1: happy to, to share my, share my knowledge and spread the spider love.
0: Yes, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, all right, so I will go ahead and start with what is Creature Courage and what do you guys do? Okay, so Creature Courage is
1: a day long boot camp to get people over their fears of animals, um, utilizing several different proven methods, um, phobia fighting techniques based in CBT, NLP. Uh, hypnotherapy imagination exercises art therapy building fascination and compassion Um, and we just build put all these different things together because different things will resonate with different people and then after we teach people all these different tools and techniques that not only address um, the animal phobia but also general anxiety because If you think about it you can't hyper focus on one area of your anxiety and say oh i'm going to develop a really good habit around that trigger but then everything else i'm still going to have a bad habit and then expect your phobia to stay away so that's why we give people the knowledge of not only how to address the spider phobia or the animal phobia most spiders are the main things that we treat but um i treat all animal phobias um but it helps people overcome lots of different anxieties in their life. So the value of the course goes far beyond just the animal phobia. And so after we do all these techniques, we then do several hours of immersive uh, therapy, gentle exposure, um, because this is the only way to actually get someone to change. Um, They have to actually do the thing they they didn't think they could do. And um, yeah, basically we're getting people over their fears in
0: just one day. Uh that's incredible. They're just awesome. I love it. So um, Simon, did you want to chime in with a, another question?
2: I don't have a question, but I'd love to see a me. I mean, I, I can handle true spiders, but I can't handle tarantulas. It's a specific thing with me. I don't get it. I don't understand why. I'm also scared of sharks, but that's I'm never going in the sea, so it doesn't matter. But tarantulas terrify me, whereas mm. true spiders, even though they're more dangerous, don't. So, I so a house spider it. doesn't bother you? No, no. Normal spiders don't bother me. It's just tarantulas. It's just oh my big, gosh. Very tarantulas. I can't stand them.
1: Very oh. unique case for me because almost every, it's complete opposite with everyone because it's, most animal phobias are based in the unpredictability of the, of the animal. So animal phobias really aren't usually a fear of the animal per se, but actually the true root of the phobia is being out of control. And animals are a very good metaphor of being out of control, aren't they? Because <laughs> yeah, they're animals definitely. are unpredictable. <laughs> um, so yes, it'd be interesting to work with you. Um, and probably really easy because tranches are just like big derpy, like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. puppy, I love- puppy spiders. <laughs> puppy spiders. You've got to meet Peaches and Beyonce, and Ninja, yeah. they're lovely. They're <laughs> yeah. just sitting there like rocks, you know? No. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love you said big derpy lab doggy spiders, yeah,
1: labradoodle, <laughs> labradoodle spiders.
0: <laughs> gotcha. I love it. So uh, you did mention that you use a lot of different methods. Um, mm. So what methods um, do you use? And what which method is your favorite? And then which method are is like your clients favorite?
1: So the client, it's a real mixed bag because like I said, different techniques will resonate with different people. So
0: mm.
1: um, one of my favorite techniques I do is um, I'll, it's a, an imagination exercise where I, I wrote this story where someone closes their eyes and they they become a spider. And they I take them through like a life being trapped in a spider's body and living a day like in, trapped in a human's house. And... All the the scary things someone might go through or a spider would go through and nearly dying and being chased by pets and being almost wow. squashed and and really getting people to see it from a different point of view. And um I've had a lot of clients cry after doing this exercise. And I was really surprised because like, oh, it's just a story. But some people get so invested in the story and they're really, they're like, they break down because like I've never saw it this way. I never I was so focused on me being afraid. I didn't realize what they were going through and it's building that compassion. That's my favorite thing is seeing people turn from seeing it as something scary and horrible to actually feeling compassion and empathy and and all these wonderful emotions for for something they used to hate. I mean, most of my clients and getting them to call spiders cute by the end of it when, you know, before they're like, oh, disgusting. And then like, they're like, oh, look, he's being quite cute. I'm like, ah, you just said it. You just called it cute. (laughs) I love that. Yes. but um. Yeah, as I said, we, we're utilising a lot of different techniques because um, the people, I kind of imagine like a tool belt. Okay, so you're drawing on different techniques that people can mm-hmm. utilise when it comes to that immersive part of the therapy. It's all based in neuroscience. Why I have this high success rate? Because it's based on the science of the brain. This is how mm-hmm. the brain works and how it operates around fear. If you have that understanding and you understand how that part of the brain works, so the amygdala, which I call the caveman brain, because it's much easier to say, and it's a much more nice metaphor for what it is, our primitive pot survival techniques. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just utilize all these different techniques and different people will just draw to different ones but that's what seems to i don't know i've just cracked this formula of of uh curing animal phobias and it just seems to work most therapists will work in um like oh come see me for this session and then next week see me for another session and and so on but i don't find that really effective i think just doing this one day boot camp and it really gets people over the, the most of their, f- their fear and in the sense that they're actually handling the animal they're afraid of by the end of it. Most people think, oh, I, d- I didn't think you could do it one session, but that caveman brain will change very quickly once you take action, okay? Because the more yeah. you avoid, the more you're reinforcing to that caveman brain, it is a real threat. Mm-hmm. So that caveman brain always wants to be safe and sorry, right? It doesn't really yeah. care if that's a little threat or a big threat or if it's just a non-threat looking like a threat it's going to play it safe and then it throws a tantrum do what i say i'm going to make you feel uncomfortable i'm going to make you sweat i'm going to make you feel physically unwell cry all these horrible things and you give into it and it's like mm. a small child or like a dog having a tantrum and you're giving into it but that's not really a good place to to be led around by right like you right. need to be making you need to be in control you need to make the decisions and um and so I I give people that knowledge, that awareness, and how to get in in control of their caveman brain. And then push just being willing to push through that discomfort and welcome those uncomfortable emotions. And then once you do that and start taking action, doing the opposite of the caveman brain, then the brains change it actually learns very quickly. It's like a switch just flips over. And Mm -hmm. people are like suddenly they're holding it. It's like just stick out your hand, don't overthink it, just stick out your hand and do it. And they're like, (gasps) and they do it the spider walks across her hand They're like oh this isn't so bad yeah and then you just see it change from fear into fascination and that caveman brain starts learning really quickly um and then you can start that process of changing the brain and and then i work on different techniques with unpredictability because that's mm. a big one so once a, a client gets really comfortable with the spider like oh i'm fine with it i'm like okay now sit in the bathroom i'm going to like you're going to look at the wall and I'm going to put a spider behind you. <laughs> and that's when their fear starts kicking off again, because yeah. they're like, Oh, but I was like, you were just fine. You were holding the spider. You were fine with a spider, but it's like, the, it's really that unknown. It's the uncertainty being out of control. That's the core root, of the fear. So I've developed lots of different techniques to deal with that as well. And I think that's hitting, that's the real thing. It's not just having a spider in this very controlled situation. It's about being able to let go and deal with a spider in an uncontrolled situation as well.
0: I really love what you said about telling a story from the perspective of the creature. So the in this case obviously spiders and tarantulas. Um because and I think I would be crying too at the end of it just because I love these creatures. <laughs> but I love that because that helps to kind of uh place the person in into a situation that's unfamiliar to them, um, and kind of takes them on a a, a an entirely different like adventure, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's really quite fascinating.
1: It's really powerful. It is actually really powerful. I was surprised when I did the technique. I didn't uh, expect it to affect people as powerfully as it did, but Mm -hmm. it it does really touch people in profound ways. Um, Another technique we do is called like silly spider where we change a spider in your mind into like a silly creature so you can like imagine it with like a funny costume on and imagine it dancing and then kind of watching it dance to funny music so it's another <laughs> med- so, so you can like and then you give it a funny name so like my How last cool. client named her spider sparkles and then when you're actually seeing the spider it's like you then turn that spider into your silly spider if that makes sense and you remember that that good memory that you Absolutely. had with that silly spider so there's lots of imagination techniques lots of CBT, NLP, hypnotherapy, like I said, art therapy. Mm. We, we draw the silly spider afterwards. I have a little printout that they can use so they don't have to draw it from scratch. But so, yeah, there's um, a lot of uh, a huge variety of techniques that
0: people use. And um, it's, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, going on to your YouTube channel, I mean, you have so many testimonials. It's clearly you're you're right. You're right on. Which is which is fantastic. So I love that. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I have so much respect for what you're doing. It's it's just fabulous. I I have you been... Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: We're doing the thing where you get people to so have spiders walking across them. Have they ever bitten anybody? Or if you ever spit hairs at anybody, or is this just like house nope. spiders? Nope, nope, nope,
1: nope. so in the UK, we have this lovely, lovely spider. the The common name is a house spider, as you know. the big The big leggy ones, and they mm. they are like 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 tarantulas, like the labradoodles of tranche of, of spider world. Perfect therapy spider. Um, they have very low venom anyway, but they've they've never bite people. I don't know what it is. I don't know why any animal would put up with this. But no matter how much you poke it capture it with your hand, play with it. It just puts up with anything and everything.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) I've been doing this for nearly 10 years and they've never bit anyone. London Zoo has been doing something similar to what I do um, for nearly 30 years now, never bit anyone. Um, So they are a very tried and tested spider. They have incredibly good natures. and yeah so they're and they're the ones that everyone are afraid of so this is perfect because they're big and leggy they move super fast So they're like absolute perfect therapy spider um and then the tarantulas obviously every tarantula has its own kind of personality so i my right. all my therapy spiders are grammostolas, that's the only species i'll i'll use for um handling um no, really the yeah they're all right but not as good as grammy's I'm passionate about my Grammy's i I've got twelve <laughs> different species of Grandma Stola. I'm like very big, very big into my Grammys and mine are like though my have three or four main handling ones and they're like kittens or little puppies they just sit there they've been held by thousands of children they're I use them because they've never kicked hairs once they never shown wow. any threat posture ever they're just like the most good natured tarantulas ever so um yeah, they're, I've i very well behaved spiders. Very well behaved spiders.
0: I I would agree. I think the gramostolas are a little more well behaved than my Afonapilmas. Um, I I have a gramostola polka, and her name is Darth Vader, and she I've never seen her kick hairs or anything like that. She actually is probably I a good. Me. Yeah, I mean they're just they're just fantastic, and of course she's she's gorgeous because those black velvet and... And yes. yeah yes can't Big be
1: can't be a can't be a polka I've got a little pink I have a Grammarstola Mal and uh Grammarstola Conception and um they're like kind of a pinky color and the peaches Ooh. and apricot and they're they're like one of my f- the first one I have people hold because they just they're kind of smaller and they're just really cute and pink and fluffy and it's like you can't not like them
0: <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just adorable heck yeah I love that that is just wonderful. <laughs> So okay. yeah, I have a I
1: have a really big passion for spreading love for um, these creatures because they are very misunderstood, mm. and um, I think it's re- they're doing so much good for the world as well. Like I teach my clients how without spiders, like life life on earth would just be hell. They basically Mm. eat 400 to 800 million tons of insects. And that's equivalent to the weight of the entire human population, if not double, (laughs) which is even like an unimaginable (laughs) amount of insects. And if they weren't there, these insects would be in our bed, biting our skin, crawling over us, maggots everywhere, like, (laughs) interrupting spreading diseases like eating yes. the plants crops wouldn't grow it would literally yeah. civilization would collapse and it's like oh save the bees save the bees but it's like also save the spiders <laughs> they're yes. just as important um and so i help people fall in love with creepy crawly and misunderstood animals i love all the weird animals i don't own a single normal animal all my animals are weird <laughs> <laughs> um Amazing. Like the animals i have is a sugar glider and a skunk <clears throat> <laughs> No dogs or cats for me. <laughs> no dogs. I love that. But I, I like a skunk. Yeah, I really <laughs> like a skunk.
2: A skunk or a raccoon. Yeah.
1: Skunks, raccoon. I wouldn't recommend skunks. hundred no. percent. They they make oh, really no. good pets. No skunk, uh, raccoons go vicious, and they're they're no longer like technically mm. legal anymore in UK. Um, but skunks are like sleeping pooping teddy bears that's what I call my my He <laughs> just sits in bed with me like literally in my arms all night and he's like a hot water bottle and he's just lovely fat and squishy and
0: just mm. <laughs> so, yeah. oh that's adorable I love that um I do have normal pets I have a dog and two cats and obviously my tarantulas <laughs> but um yeah so okay so my next question is what got you into being a therapist like how did you decide that that's what you wanted to do
1: um so they say do what you love and obviously i'd like gotten mm. into spiders in a big way mm-hmm. um i started with the house spider i saw it and i just fell in love with the house spider and i was like i want a tarantula so i got um a little Versicolor killer at the time um and then i just it just kind of took over from there <laughs> and then i got into like the tr the scene do you go to the shows simon yeah the-
2: yeah the yeah, well, actually, yeah.
1: Mm, I'm going to Brighton next. That's the next show. So I got into the scene. I got in with all the the, the traders or the sellers. And um, I'm actually, Creature Courage is the only business endorsed by the British Tarantula Society.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So I'm really good friends with the chairman, Peter Kirk, from the British Tarantula Society. And we, through him... I asked him, can you come and see our business and what we do? And he just was crazy about it. And he loved it. Um, he even worked for us for a short while, like like helping to do the handling and stuff. And um, so I just got into the scene in a big way. And um, sorry, I'm ADHD, so I'll ramble a bit. <laughs> oh, no, you're absolutely okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, do what you love so I love spiders and I have sort of a creative background and also a background in doing group therapy and helping people so I was like I want to help and I loved animals I've had exotic weird animals my entire life Mm -hmm. so I was like I didn't want to breed animals because I just felt like there's enough animals out there and it's hard work Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that cannot pay off basically so I was like what can I do? I can help people get over their fears. And I I took my idea from London Zoo and I went on the London Zoo course. I was like, wow, I could massively improve this. Um, (laughs) So I kind of took everything that worked from the London Zoo and then massively expanded it, especially on the psychology end of things. Um, I actually get a lot of their clients who it didn't work for them they'll they'll come to see me I tried Mm -hmm. to form a collaboration with them and Peter Kirk from the British Trench Society even said hey let's yeah you should like they're they're really good but (laughs) (laughs) oh well well. but yeah I I kind of I got the idea because loads of people were like going to the London Zoo and I was like well clearly there's a demand to like cure spider phobias (laughs) yes but they do these huge like like um 40 people at one time
0: Uh, and
1: it it don't find that really effective I do just one person one on one day boot camp for eight hours so it's a much different approach yeah much more personalized much more okay this person I'm going to just completely focus on you and get you to where you need um so yeah so that's kind of what how it started really it just came I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and so I just had to find that that place where your skills and your passion and everything just intersects Mm. um you have to find that place where you can make money something that can make money but also something you're passionate about and because your heart has to be into it running your own business is freaking hard work it's gonna yeah. take your all. You're gonna have to work like seven days a week. You know, oh, I there's been many years of my life where I just like just took breaks to eat dinner and and bathe. You know. <laughs> <That> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So it's you really hard. Huh?
2: And you got to bathe. I do.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't give up on my baths. Always once a night. That, that always happens. <laughs> so, but I've, it's paid off, um, and Creature Courage did become quite successful uh, as you, you mm-hmm. had several media appearances like Good Morning Britain, ITV, Sky News. I worked in partnership with Chessington World Adventures for a while. So, um, yeah, now I'm even getting international clients, and yeah. I've expanded my business because I've inadvertently become an anxiety expert doing all this. So, now I'm doing anxiety life coaching for people as well because there, there was such a need for my clients. To expand the wider scope of their anxiety, oh. and so now I'm offering coaching, which at least that's a way I can help people internationally because um, I can do that, you know, online. So, truly amazing.
2: What, oh, sorry, Go on.
0: No, no, after you, Simon. I I apologize.
2: What? Oh, did have to. Well, it's just it's a delay, isn't it? You don't know who's talking. uh I what is it I've got? I mean, what is it? You know, you say you've got anxiety. I don't think I've got anxiety at all. If I see a tarantula, I my, my first reaction is, you know what I mean? Get the shovel. It, it's not run away from it. It's get the shovel and squish it. That, that's oh. how I feel about tarantulas. Obviously, I can't because of my wife's pets. So I have to. It's very uncomfortable, sort of being around them when she's feeding them, and I, you know, I, it, it's not an anxiety because I'm not like, oh, I'm not. It doesn't bother me at all. That in that way, I just don't like the look of them. It's not a fear of them. I don't like the look of them. They're horrible. So you know, for it's you, school dinners or something. I just don't like the look of it, and I don't want it. So, so
0: I mean, for you, Simon, is that more of a hatred thing, maybe?
2: I, I don't I have, know. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to keep uh, spiders when I was a kid. We uh, mm. catch them and keep them. I was like, big, evil garden spiders. We've got and everything. Um, and then I, I think it was uh, an episode of Doctor Who uh, where it was great big, and it was superimposed house spiders, British house spiders, but it made them like as big as a human. And I was only, I was only small. By then. And then after that. I, I couldn't cope with the larger spiders, like tarantulas, et cetera. So it, it was like, come directly from that. It's a bit weird. Well, like I, mean, want to, I want to squash them, I don't, I don't want to run away from them.
1: Well, mm. I think the litmus test is like, can you hold one?
2: No. <laughs>
1: then no. you have anxiety. <laughs> like right. for instance, I, I feel yeah, deeply so uncomfortable old. around human children, but if I had mm. to hold a baby, I could hold a baby um mm-hmm. but so there's a difference between a extreme dislike or or hatred and actually fear because if you can't actually hold it that means there is anxiety and and you said you mentioned the word of being like uncomfortable while she's feeding him like anxiety doesn't reveal itself in like always the most obvious ways um people think like oh phobias is always just this obvious extreme um phobic reactions or sweat crying like and and a lot of my clients will think oh like oh I'm not really anxious person it's just this and then I go through my little caveman talk and show them all the little ways anxiety rears its head when we Mm. avoid things when we procrastinate when we're comparing ourselves to others Um, um perfectionism control issues and there's lots of little subtle ways that anxiety the caveman pokes its head up and unless we start becoming aware of the little ways, the little anxious responses, they're just tiny ones. And we do little, what I call safety tactics to uh, to avoid. We appease the caveman. And it's in these little subtle ways. And until we start recognizing them, being aware of the caveman and how we, we appease it in all these different ways, then we're not gonna get over the bigger things that are more obvious. Um, so if you can't hold the, the tarantula, then then it's there is an anxiety. It is a caveman ruling you in that particular area of your life.
2: I just don't. I just don't like them. I just think they're horrible, hairy. Well, wait, horrible. we've got to
1: work
0: on that, don't we? <laughs> right. I've been uh, trying. I've been working with. I mean, so for okay. months now, I've been picking at him.
2: <laughs> so ugly. Okay. Like, it, give me a jumping spider, no problem. You know what I mean? They're so cute, but tarantulas, so ugly. I just want to, you know, put it on me, and it's gone. That's that's great. That's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just awful.
0: Oh, Let's spend a day together, Simon. So <laughs> yes, Elson. I think so. I think so.
2: <laughs> I, just, I just don't. I can't cope with it can't Any other book? Yeah, fine. Centipedes? No problem. You know what I mean? They are How
1: can you like centipedes more than dragulas? <laughs> I do <I> <laughs> Which like one of the most mar- horrible mar- bugs mar- of mar- all. Mar- I mean, don't tarantula. get me wrong. I love all inverts, but they are they are so nasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really the
2: they they eat is like. Yeah, did you give me the option tarantula or centipede, say like, give me the centipede every time. <laughs> you know, every time.
0: No problem. Tarantulas. I'm, I, yeah. I you're I you're... <laughs> 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 You guys,
2: I love it. I love it. I've got the same thing with cats. Yep, the absolute same thing with cats. I cannot stand cats. I love all animals. Cats, cats, stand them. Is oh, that wow.
0: is that also like domestic cats, big cats, all cats? All cats. Every cat. Kind of all cats.
2: I think of. I just look at them and I think, "Wow, that is an ugly creature." <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like ah, horrible. Okay. <laughs> You've got,
0: I think, <laughs> yeah, Britain. I, th- I think you've got your work cut out for you with Simon here.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, got uh, cats now because I don't like cats because everyone likes cats. You know, I was like, oh, they're awful. Like, even the memes where the cats come up, I go, ah, of my screen. I don't like it. You know, ugly. You're ugly a strange,
1: great. strange soul, Simon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my, my, my biggest nightmare would be a cat with eight legs
0: that would be like i mean that's a tarantula that's like oh. my dream pet <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's my dream pet yeah no
2: you can have it i'm i'll send it to you i don't i worry. mean
1: my nickname is britain kitten that's my artist name actually so okay um, it's but uh yeah i'm i'm a very cat-like person
0: so <laughs> awesome i love it just <laughs> absolutely wonderful so uh (laughs) sorry before we get too off track um so what would you say is like the most prevalent uh cause for any kind of phobias or you know animal phobias and whatnot you did say that uncontrollable unpredictability Mm. um, aspect
1: yeah I mean in a way this answer is kind of boring because it's it's things that we learn quite young. Um, we're mm. only born with two fears, and that's a fear of falling and loud noises. And everything else is learned. Some people think like, oh, well, surely something like spiders must be innate. Mm, not actually. Mm. Um, but the unpredictability element about it is something we learn quite quickly to fear. Because if you think back when we were a caveman, anything could hurt us, Um, you know, unlike other mammals, um, we're quite vulnerable, we're quite soft and squishy and we don't have Mm -hmm. fangs or claws, we don't have poison or venom or a hard shell or wings to fly away from, we can't even run that fast compared to other animals, see, hear, smell as as well as other animals. So how the hell are we like at the top of the food chain? Well, Um, our intelligence. So we had to have a pretty strong fight or flight fear response um, to stay alive because literally anything could kill us. Our survival brain doesn't care if we're happy. It doesn't care. Honestly, there's a part of your brain that is actively working against your happiness because all it cares about is that you're alive, uh, alive long enough to pass down your genetic material. Job done. Doesn't matter if you're stressed out every single day of your life. So we had... it picks up on things from very early on and we learn phobias um, either from our parents or from experiences early on like oh you just saw as a small child you just saw a spider dart out in front of you very quickly mm-hmm. to a, as adults we don't think that's scary but as a child that was terrifying and there's like a little trigger made in your brain and then the next mm-hmm. time you see a spider you're like and then you just make it a conditioned response it gets bigger 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 or we model it off of our parents which is you know, a lot of my clients are, are getting it from their children. That's why I say if you have children and you have a phobia, please get it over because it's going to pass it on to your kids more than yeah. likely. And it's not a very fun thing for people to have, you know, that extra anxiety. Spiders are unpredictable. They can appear anytime, place. So this puts people with spider phobias on a, on edge quite a bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically... It's just part of our survival brain trying to be rather safe than sorry, um, because we, you know, as cavemen, we didn't have any medical care right there. Like a, one little spider bite or one little scratch can get infected, and that's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't, we don't survive. So it's playing super, super um, safe. Unfortunately, you've got to retrain it to understand what's not a threat anymore.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's that's so cool. It's really amazing because uh, I believe over here uh, in elementary schools they they call the caveman brain. They call that like either using your your uh, lizard or wizard. So you've mm-hmm. got your lizard, like what you're saying, is that caveman, and then the wizard is being able to kind of overcome that and move past it. So very very cool, very very cool. That's
1: our prefrontal yeah. cortex, the yeah. wizard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Absolutely. Which is actually
1: our true selves. Um mm. th- we have to we have to think of our caveman as not who we really are. We're not defined by fear.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so many people start identifying as the caveman and they don't know how to separate that voice out. And they kind of see themselves as these, you know, almost shamefully fearful people. And it's like, no, that's not the real you. It's just a survival instinct that's been trained to, to be hyper-vigilant. We just have to retrain it, but your true mm-hmm. self isn't that that part of you. And so it's about, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Simon, like liberating people to to get their lives back in control their emotions again.
0: Absolutely. I mean, your passion for tarantulas and, and the, you know, creepy crawlies and stuff really comes through in your work. It's very, very clear that you you really do care. And I think that's really, really amazing and respectable. And, and I, I'm I'm here for it all the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, another question that I have for you was to kind of like walk us through a uh, day in the Spider Courage experience. Like what uh, what kind of things? Um, you did say that it's very personalized, but, you know, just kind of a general overview of what that actually entails.
1: Yeah. So um, the first thing I do is an anchoring technique. Mm-hmm. um to uh give them a a resource of courage straight off the bat so help them create a new condition response for fascination and a courage that they can continue to reinforce after our work together then i do a talk on um building that fascination and compassion um dispelling myths about spiders and pointing out all the amazing things they do interesting facts cuz like compassion and um, fascination are really key to getting over the fear. Mm. I don't think people will get over the fear unless they're willing to open themselves up to having that compassion and um just interest in that animal. So we work on building that up. Um, then we do that imagination technique they told you about, where becoming a spider. Um, then the next section is all about the wider scope of psychology, about Educating people about their caveman brain, um, different techniques around how to handle their caveman brain, um, looking at the wider scope of their anxiety and where their other triggers might lie, so they can start practicing, you know, confronting the caveman brain in those areas as well, and just being more aware in general. Um, and then we do the silly spider with the with the art therapy, and we do the hypnotherapy. Which is a really good thing to do right before the immersive therapy because it really chills people out I can imagine <laughs> well. do,
0: you, do you do you use the hypnotherapy therapy yourself?
1: yeah, I'd use hypnotherapy um all everything the, all the tools that we teach <laughs> i um practice and preach in my whole life like it's I wow. live what i what I teach to everyone else, so I know that it works on a personal level um not just what I'm teaching to others. I never had an animal phobia, but I had to overcome a lot of anxiety, uh, panic attacks and fear and depression in my own life. So, um, Mm. you know, if I can be a functioning, healthy human being, so can anyone. Absolutely. (laughs) Totally
0: totally understandable. It's all possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we finished up the day, obviously, with the immersive part of the therapy Mm. um, where, like, there's loads of... um, Different techniques of exposure to get people, and particularly aimed at dealing with the unpredictability and getting situations to be less and less controlled, so people can oh. deal with that core root of the fear, which is being out of control.
0: Amazing, very very cool. What do you think, Simon? Do you have another question?
2: I, I'm just saying, I'm just taking it. It's not bored that she's saying. I could actually try it myself. You know, because <laughs> as you know, my best friend is an hypnotherapist. Uh, He's a really good one. He's got awards up to his wazoo, so, you know, he must be good at it. He's never done it with me because he can't, but um, I'm going to take on board what you said and what he said and, and, you know, the things like that and see if I can. I don't think I could touch one, but I could possibly be less repulsed by them. If you know what I mean, it's because they they did repulse me. They're just like a vile creature. so I might I'll take your, your, your bits on board. I might even draw a silly spider, I don't know yet. Uh, and and you know just see how close I can get to one without actually touching it. I don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I'll try it, I'll give it a go.
1: Yeah, I would say work on if you work on that compassion end of things, seeing things from a different way, just just seeing it as a, a creature that wants to live like anything else <laughs> and just wants to exist like anything else, and mm-hmm. every creature you can feel. A sort of connection in that way um so just just work on it that way and as i said i'm i'm always here for you if you if you want the proper full session to get over that for good
2: i think <laughs> the i actually see spiders when i see a spider out i see them as 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 lunch for my mantis uh-huh. so i don't have that compassion what you're saying i'm looking at them and go oh look free lunch because they love spiders, so I just throw a spider, in, and that's great, and and that's how I see them. It's how I look all looking. I have knowledge of spiders, like everything you mentioned so far. I already knew, um, so that's that's not the problem. But the compassion part, I'm going to struggle with because um, I, I I just don't see them that way. I just don't, I think. No. Oh yeah, okay, you're annoying. <laughs> That's basically what they are to me. Just, oh, <laughs> give it, so give start it
1: seeing it. your fear as annoying, not them.
0: Uh,
2: no, <laughs>
0: yes,
2: yes. Change
1: yeah. the mindset, and then you change your mind. I mean, like I, I have compassion. I mean, even for the crickets and the feeder roaches, mm-hmm. I have deep compassion. I feel very bad every time I have to feed my spiders. Mm-hmm. I like keeping that connection of, you know. This is a living creature and I am sorry for its death.
2: I uh, have compassion yeah. towards the crickets and the locusts and everything else. In that way when I feed them, like, it upsets me to feed them, even though I have to do it like hundreds of times a day. I, I, I actually actually get very upset feeding them. Um,
1: the roaches are the worst. I, oh, I yeah.
2: don't if bring the roaches. Uh, I give up. Like, I now have a box down here which is pet doobie roaches uh, because like, I got them with the intention of feeding them to the mantis, and then I thought, nah, you're too cute. You're not. You're not going."
0: I you love know, roaches. I love roaches.
2: But yeah, spiders, no problem. <laughs> Get off, throw to the No big deal. Don't even think twice. It cost me mind.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, um... go <laughs> on a journey so... of compassion. That's what I would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, uh, do you have? A favorite species of tarantula or spider in general.
1: Um, well, Grammostola Grammostola mal, which is um, the Chilean gold fluff, um, probably my favorite. Hardcore, Beautiful. as I said, I'm a hardcore Grammostola fan. <laughs> I have yes. loads of them. Um, <laughs> my my collection slowly slowly turning into just Grammostolas. <laughs> um, and I'm a pretty big Taylor's whip scorpion fan.
0: Very cool. Okay. I
1: I love how they look like the stuff of nightmares, but they're really so gentle and cool. I have a therapy one called Muffin. And like after people hold those spiders, I'm like, here, now hold this. He's just like "Ah!" you know, looking (laughs) and he's but he's so gentle and sweet and he just sits there like, you know, flipping his little like uh, antenna legs and just I don't know. I love them. I love them for how freakish they are Mm -hmm. and, and weird looking they are and just fascinating and (sighs) <sighs> Muffins got crumpet pregnant, and I'm super excited about that.
0: Oh uh, beautiful. That's the girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you can what like species? literally see the eggs in the belly. It's like so disgusting yet precious all at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh what what species is Peaches? Because I feel like Peaches is like your your she's almost kind of your allowed. Is she oh beautiful. I was curious about that because I I while I was watching the uh video from Good Morning uh Britain uh with Piers Morgan which awesome how cool was that uh but in any case I was watching that and I'm, I'm looking at peaches going what species is this <laughs>
1: yeah it's quite rare um yeah. I think there's maybe 10 maybe 15 max in the country and I have two so
2: wow
0: there's not how'd a lot you get, of them how'd you get so lucky to get your hands on this that species? I'm
1: determined and I know all the breeders
2: was it Tim Baxter who got at you? Hmm. Was it Tim Baxter that got it you?
1: Is it? Sorry, say again.
2: Tim Baxter. Did he supply you scorpion?
1: From which company?
2: No, Tim Baxter yeah. is one of the breeders. He's like the UK's biggest scorpion breeder, which is. Oh. He's pretty cool. You have to look a lot, of, Facebook. a
1: lot of my stuff, like I got before the Polish left and el- everyone else left because Brexit. Uh, uh, I know
0: you
2: mean. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but I'm I'm t- I'm friends with like you know Vin- I don't know if you know Venomous Visions. Like he, yeah. he Tony. Totally. He, does, he only oh, lives yeah. like um ten minutes away, and we hang out all the time. And he has a lot of connections as well um I'm friends with the guys that's you know at the spider shop I'm friends with Portsmouth Tarantulas I'm I'm just friends with all like most of the people on the scene so um if I I want if I want something I go I go seeking and I usually find what I want I'm pretty determined individual so (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's really cool I love that I love that I think that uh in in the invert world and like getting what you want it definitely takes that degree of determination so i commend you for that that's amazing very cool but spider
1: spider keeping spiders as a hobby is also kind of like very frustrating because you can spend a lot of money and put a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to acquiring a rare species and they can just randomly die for no reason yeah not any understandable reason and it's so frustrating you're just like oh
2: We need more yeah. research oh. into why these things happen. I'll be saying this so somebody I somebody said that Scorpion died today, an Emperor Scorpion. And I said, Is it old age? She said, No, it just randomly died. Everything is set up correctly, all the temperatures, mm. and it just randomly died. And it's it's well, like I hear that so many times, especially spiders. I get it with the mantis, and they're just like they look fine one day, next day they're dead, and you think, What what happened? What what changed? So, they must I mean, you do also, to, you
1: know, to, uh, I do, I horrible. do, I try, I always try to look and see what's going wrong because obviously you don't want any more spiders to die and you want to get things mm-hmm. right. So, absolutely,
0: it can be a very,
1: it can be a very frustrating thing though because you can think you're doing
0: everything right and then, yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, I. I... I always kind of chalk that up to like, well, it happens in nature that way as well. Like, they, you know, half, have, have, in all actuality, spiders and tarantulas are designed to have so many babies in one egg sac because, you know, half of them are going to die. Just
1: what? So what's also, the- yeah, sorry. The, what's also frustrating is also bad molts. Mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I lost yeah. one of my, my big. One of my big Grammy females over a bad mole. And um she, I had to like, I think it was a wet molt. And I like I literally performed surgery, got her successfully out of the mold, thought she was out of the clear, like she was fine for like a week, two weeks. I think she even ate once. And oh. then she just died, just died like about two, oh. three weeks after the bad mold. And I was like, no. And then I have them where they, they get the fangs mangled. And mm. you have to almost teach them that you can eat with mm-hmm. the mangled fang, and actually, sadly, Peaches has got a mangled fang, and she, but she's like not a fighter, really, because she's super passive. That's why she's a handling spider. My <laughs> other, one of my other grandma stole is she had a twisted fang, yeah. and I, I taught her to eat again, and she's fine. She's eating with the one good fang. Peaches still has one good fang, but I'm worried about her, because she's not, like, she doesn't got that fighter spirit. She's, like, this Aww. really passive animal, so. Yeah. I'm really worried and she I can tell it's bothering her because she's just acting a bit weird and she gets all uncomfortable and like like standing Mm. up weird and because it's kind of twisted and like on her pedipalp a bit and she's just she's it's bothering her and I I hope she just makes a connection that you can still eat with one fang. yeah but um she's never been like a really I hate tranches like this where they just they just barely eat you're like why don't you eat more and they just like I'll eat, you know, four times a year and that's it. Yes. Like, that's
0: like it makes every... you so
1: nervous cuz you're just like just <laughs> eat. just show me that you're healthy and you're happy and like yes. everything's good.
0: <laughs> it's like every Afana ever. <laughs> so, for sure. I'm like I'm
1: a little bit nervous for peaches. Is she still, you know, she's molted yeah. not long ago and we'll see how it goes, but I just force fed her a mealworm today, so I'll see. Which is not fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Aw, well, my thoughts and prayers are going out to peaches. Thank you. Absolutely, yes. So, do you have any uh, advice for anyone out there who wants to overcome their phobias? and uh, Any advice as far as, like, first steps, what you should do?
1: Um, Well, the first thing is... um, you know stop you have to accept that when you you need to do the thing that you didn't think you could do that's the only way to get over the fear because caveman brain doesn't learn by rationale it's not connected to our rationale whatsoever so you can't convince it you can't just sit there like you know simon you probably can't convince yourself trying to rationally like you know just hold the spider You're like it's not a rational thing so you, it's about taking action that's the only way to train that caveman brain and just accept ahead of time that i have to um i have to sit through the tantrum it's not going to feel nice caveman's going to have his you know just imagine a little kid kicking off in your head Mm -hmm. making you feel uncomfortable, but you're like, no, you're not gonna be the one in control anymore. I'm gonna be the one, okay? I'm gonna sit through this, you know, and we're gonna get through it. And you have to push through that. And then that's you taking back control. And when you take action, that caveman brain is gonna start to learn. I think the biggest thing to remind yourself is like, if I avoid, if I just listen to what the caveman's telling me to do, it's Mm -hmm. gonna make it worse and worse And worse, because I'm reaffirming and teaching, making a conditioned response that this is a real threat and that I should really be afraid. And then you're going to have even more panic, even more horrible feelings. So just start taking action, being willing to sit through the caveman tantrum. And the sooner you take action, the quicker the caveman will change. You won't feel all those horrible things anymore.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for that
2: yeah of course another method i mean it's like you say you fix this and you don't feel all those horrible things anymore if i don't go near them i won't feel those horrible i don't i don't have a problem with sharks because i've never going near them so that.
1: yeah but have you seen behind you
2: you're you're in there. deep
1: man you're in the invert world <laughs>
2: this it's, it's, it's is all mantis i'm quite happy about this over there you're in, in the invert corner. world in that corner <laughs> she's got a this of is here. your life <laughs> yeah i know it is yeah it's uh um,
1: so it's, unfortunately oh, for you this is not a shark
2: <laughs> no no but i wasn't expecting ever when we started the business i wasn't expecting ever to have tarantulas that was not once you, you get
1: into it it's like it all happens you know i have so many different weird species of bugs i never thought i would have
2: yeah yeah I'm... it's
1: just part of it You're in the invert world that's it man
2: oh
0: i, <laughs> I, get over I completely the agree i never I honestly never thought that I would be interested in keeping like millipedes and stuff, and now I'm all over it just kind of looking like, oh, which millipedes are the best for beginners, which ones are you know, so I definitely agree once you're in the invert world it's that's that's it that's it's it. kind of a slippery slope you <laughs> just
1: you're in and you're going to <laughs> shows and things and all of yeah. that so it's like yeah. and you said your your partner likes once trennch has trans-less?
2: she she has the yeah. I, I'm the guy who has these mantis, but she, she has bloody tarantulas. No, So
1: I, yeah, it's it's in your house. You're, it's in your world. You can't ignore this.
2: She'll, she'll touch somebody, throw up her arm, she goes, Oh, look at you. What are you doing on my arm? And I'm thinking like, kill it, kill it. That's my that's what my plan saying. Kill it, don't let that near you. What are you doing that near you? Kill it, you know. It's awful. Yeah. But in summer she was showing her mother who came over to England and she was showing her mother one of the tarantulas and it came out of the, the enclosure. She had really long hair and it ran up her hair and got tangled in her hair. Oh, goodness. And she's like screaming at me, get it out. Do you want to get it out? And I'm like, no. Shit, <laughs> <lives> then. <laughs> and her mother actually just come, grabbed over the tarantula and put it back in the enclosure. And I was like, oh, I felt so emasculated at that moment.
0: Oh goodness! And See, really,
2: I just taking control of the situation that I could not handle at all. And, and, and that's, that's not scary. a value
1: you want, is it? That's not a value you want to hold for yourself, is it? If there's a no, situation no, but... like that, you want to be capable and strong and mm-hmm. courageous.
2: Oh no, I don't care about that. And I don't dwell on things. It's it's that that's an issue. It's just at the moment. it it, it bothered me but like no after I'm just laughing at it
1: and that's no no I mean I'm but that's what I mean in those moments when you're not not living your yeah you're not living your values and that's the caveman is it's it's uh you can definitely identify the caveman when you're not living your true values of who you really want to be because safety tactics are usually things of avoidance and Mm -hmm. um you can just focus on that like mm, that's not who I want to be I want to be someone who can be in control of my emotions and I can take care of things and help people when needed um I don't want to limit myself
2: so well, I, I could have I taken care of the situation but she wanted to keep the spider
1: well exactly and there's no need to unnecessarily kill, kill,
2: kill the spider I, I you know I'll put a mantis near it and, and that's it's game over but you know, she wants to keep the alive, And that's something that in my head is like, why, <laughs> why?
0: Because <laughs> we it's love so them. Look, we do also, love them, absolutely. Would,
1: if you, and also you can really work on the fascination end of thing too, because it's scientifically proven that um, fascination and fear connect to the same part of the brain. So like a coin, oh. you can really flip it over like a switch quite easily. It's why people are really drawn to like things like, horror films or um, I would say even like, I have a lot of friends who are arachnophobic and so many of them, like cause I know I have a room full of spiders and bugs, but it's all locked up. They don't have to see them if they don't want to. But mm-hmm. a lot of them are like, oh, oh, can actually, can I go see it? Can I go see him? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they go and I know I don't push it onto anyone, um, but they're right. like, oh, can you see it? And they're like, oh, can I get a bit closer? Can you open up the cage? And they're like terrified yet they're drawn to it. And it's like,
0: yeah.
1: we are, that um, it's a very easy emotion because fascination is much more positive emotion than fear.
0: Mm-hmm. So if
1: you can just shift it into like being more fascinated, you can um, dominate the fear feeling with fascination. That's part of wh- what I do in my anchoring technique is help you dominate um, fear with more positive emotions so you can start shifting the fear.
0: I I agree with that. I found that once I was able to get past my fear of of spiders and tarantulas, My fascination was just so overwhelming that I couldn't get enough of them. And I'm still like that. Like, (laughs) the more I see of different species, the more I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have them all.
1: (laughs) It's like Pokemon, right? Got to catch them all. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) Most certainly. But I'm afraid it has gotten to the part of our podcast where we do our shameless plug. Um, So I'm going to pass that on to you, Britain. Do you have anything that you just shamelessly you want to plug <laughs> <laughs> anything coming up in the future something that you're doing whatever it is
1: um so I don't I actually just did a big talk where I did the psychology of fear but um and I might be doing um you'll have to watch the space because I don't have anything particularly planned but what I would say is everyone does have a f- fear I, I'm doing some new maybe new things in the distant future but right now nothing up and comings. um mm-hmm. that's uh, happening but I would just say if anyone has a fear if you can get to me please come I will help you it can be cured just don't you don't it can't you know so many people think that it can never be fixed but it can be fixed and I want to help you I do all I need is your determination if you're like okay I'm at the point where I'm I'm ready to do anything and everything to get over this fear it's just one one day And, you know, it's like a plaster, just rip it off, get it over with. And we can, you know, short term pain for long term freedom. OK. And and it's not really that hard. It's actually a really fun day out and you and you get to learn lots of fun things. You have a a much more um, empowering day and fun day than you might imagine. So um, come get your fears fixed. And if you can't get to me, I can still do anxiety coaching um, from anywhere in the world. Um, so I've helped hundreds of people deal with the wider spectrum of their anxiety I can still help with elements of Uh, an animal phobia um, and then maybe help you find a way to to uh, expose yourself as well to the animal in a healthy good way Um, and and also address your wider spectrum of anxiety finding the caveman and even and the little ways it whispers it's like a a personal trainer for the mind you know Mm -hmm. no pain no gains helping you stretch your mind build your muscles get out of your comfort zone (laughs) Um, but become improve your overall mental health to be happier and healthier and more in control of your emotions and not stressed out anymore. Take backing, taking back that control. So that's what I would say. Come see me. If you, if you have a problem with anxiety, have a problem with the animal phobia, please come see me. I would love to help you and support you and watch the space. Um, I will be have lots of exciting things in the near future. I am doing an online digital course. Um, So that will be happening in 2024. Wonderful. Uh, And I'm going to be doing a lot more speaking engagements in 2024 as well. Um, and presentations, animal handling experiences. Um, oh, and you can catch me at any of the shows. I will be at Brighton. Uh, I think it's the 20... I can't remember the date of it. What's the Brighton show? Come on.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, Simon?
1: Brighton Invert Show. I'll Google it real quick. But I'll, I'll be at the Brighton show so you can no, see our no. stall
0: there. No,
2: you
1: it's the 26th. Yeah. From eleven to six at South Leisure Centre, Brighton. You can come see me there, um, and oh, no, meet man. meet meet my wonderful. Are you going to be there, Simon?
2: I no, because it's down south. So no, I'm not going to venture down there. No. No. Okay. <laughs> and- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <That>
1: no. <was laughs> I'll get him one day. Yes, you <laughs> <but he laughs> will.
2: is where I cut the line. So there you go.
0: Yes. <laughs> Simon, did you have anything you wanted to shamelessly plug? Uh,
2: just this uh, Invert podcast, really. Um, and my channel, of course, which is The Mantis Garden. So, you know, that's it. And my business, by Mantis. Buy and Mantis. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, for me, my shameless plug is I actually have a sponsor on my channel. Uh, w Yay! energy yeah right it's my very well first done. one so i'm very excited um but it's actually w energy it's an energy drink but it doesn't use sugar or dyes or any of that stuff awesome. so it's all like vitamin based and uh yeah this stuff it's all vitamin based and um the caffeine that they use is is derived from the uh coffee fruit so very cool i'm um, gonna plug that and then, of course, Creature Courage and Britain Kitten. You are fantastic. Thank you so much for being on our channel. I truly enjoyed having you and, and being able to discuss, you know, the fears of, of all creatures, really. And, you know, just learning exactly what you do and how you help people. I think that was, that, that's incredible. Very, very cool. Super kudos to you. I hope you keep doing what you do because I love it. And, yes, hope to see you in the future.
1: Yeah no it was my pleasure i really enjoyed the time it was great talking to you both and yeah i'll come back anytime and let's let's spread the the invert love
0: I always always <laughs> all right you guys thank you so much for being here thank you everyone who's watching and if you liked what you saw of course like and subscribe we will see you guys next time
2: good night